This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. I always try to encourage beginners, you know, now's the time to experiment and find your passion. And just taking the time to do that, you have no idea the doors that will open for you because of that. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real-life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. My guest this week on The Portrait System is Kayla Spiker, and she is the definition of making her clients look like they're on the cover of a magazine. Kayla has a history in the fashion industry, and she's transferred everything she knows about it into her everyday client work. Kayla talks all about how she provides this fashion-inspired experience to her portrait clients, how she prices it all, and how she runs her business overall. Kayla's work that she creates in her studio in Pittsburgh is absolutely gorgeous, and I'm so excited for you to hear from her. Okay, let's get started with Kayla Spiker. Hi, Kayla. Welcome to The Portrait System. Hi, Nikki. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, for sure. So we have a lot to talk about. I'm really, really interested to hear all about your business. I am curious, though. I think we'll start with the fact that you used to be in kind of mostly in the fashion world as far as photography goes. Is that how you started in photography? Yeah, so I feel like my background really started 
in the fashion world. And it kind of was a slow progression to get there. But I um, had a job working at a senior portrait studio, kind of more outside of college. And that was my first big studio photography type job. Okay, so like as an associate? Yeah, exactly. Well, I started as an intern, and then I just kind of climbed up the ladder and ended up shooting and doing sales and a little bit of everything part of the business. And what I really enjoyed about the Senior Portrait Studio is that we could get a little bit more creative. And I started to offer services like hair and makeup and styling their clothes and doing some location scouting for them to make it a little bit more of a customized higher end experience. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And then I did get a job working at ModCloth, um, which I don't know if you're familiar with ModCloth. I am. Yeah. (laughs) Vintage inspired clothing for women. And they were based here in Pittsburgh. So I did get my first job working in the studio there as an e-commerce photographer. I assisted the creative team as well and the stylist team. So I had my hands in every part of that environment. I really, really love that and flourished in that. And yeah, then after, wow. that's, that's like a pretty cool experience leading up to what you do now. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay, keep going. You were going to say an after? Oh, and after that, I eventually branched out on my own. I worked a couple other photography-related jobs um, and went full-time a few years later. And I developed this fashion portfolio. I was constantly doing test shoots and uh, I was really passionate about it. So I would kind of do all this on the weekends, build my portfolio. And then I started having modeling agencies interested in working with me. And I would have actors, models, talent looking to build their portfolios. So I did a lot of portfolio-based shoots with them for several years. And that really helped me get my business off the ground and running because I had this constant kind of leads flowing in at all times. And I really didn't have to scramble and try to find folks. They kind of came to me through that way. So it was a really nice starting point to get everything off the ground. Right, right. Now, at what point were you like, okay, this is it. I'm finally just going off on my own and, you know, not relying on on anything else? Yeah. So I had been working at an art gallery, actually, for about four years. And I was their gallery photographer. So I would take all the artwork photos. They were also an auction house. So I was quite busy there. But I was also still getting these model and talent inquiries while working there. And at some point, Mm -hmm. it just became too much. You know, on my lunch breaks, I have 30 minutes and I was on the phone calling clients, answering emails, setting up shoots. So I went from full-time there to part-time to even more part-time to only about like two days a week. And then I finally took the jump. I was very scared (laughs) to take the leap, but I'm so glad that I did. And once I did go full-time, it's just been constantly busy ever since. So I feel like I started off more catering to the model talent type of atmosphere. And now I'm fully focused on high-end luxury portraits, a little bit less in that world now. Right, right. Now, when I was looking through your work, you know, just kind of getting to know your brand and your work and everything, it's really, really amazing. And I can see that fashion influence. And so that's why I was like, oh, she must have have had some, you know, experience in the fashion world, because it seems like it's almost like you said, like high end portraits meets fashion, personal branding, but editorial a little bit like it seems it's like it's all encompassing of those things. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Um, I find that a lot of my clients do pick up on the fashion feel of my work as well. And then they want to see themselves photographed in that way. And it's worked out really nice because I do really enjoy working with more creative type folks that might be a little bit more fashion oriented. Mm-hmm. They want to look and feel different than everybody else. So I do find even when I work with personal branding clients that we are kind of kicking it up <laughs> a notch to make it more editorial or getting a little bit more dolled up with hair and makeup and bringing all the luxury elements in there as well. Okay, so uh, Kayla, when I'm looking through your Instagram, are are most of these shoots that I'm seeing, like let's say like the, your latest like 50 posts or something, are these just portrait clients who hired you for either their portraits or their personal branding or these models? Is it, you know, a little bit of everything? Like, just kind of give me a feel for what I'm looking at. Yeah. So I got to be honest, (laughs) my Instagram is totally outdated and I need to update that very soon. (laughs) Um, But my feed right now is a little bit more on the Oh yeah, I see that. So I'm so, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I see that. Your last your last post was in January. Okay, got it. I know. Yeah, I'm totally dropping the ball there. Um, but I did create two different websites to kind of show the difference in the work that I do. So I have a portrait website um, that is more, you know, all-encompassing, all different types of people, different ages, different sizes. And then I do still have a very fashion-based website as well. So what you see on my Instagram is more of the fashion work. Um, and these okay. are some of them are clients, but a lot of these are editorial shoots that I've done or test shoots with models in different countries and cities just all over the world. Okay, got it. Well, let's back up a little bit. So when you when you said it was scary, you know, you decided you're going to take the leap. How did you at that point have clients coming in? Like, was it because of the work you had done before and it was referrals or were you doing other things to market yourself? Yeah, so I feel like a lot of it was referrals from the mall and the agencies that I work closely with. Um, I was kind of on their recommended photographer list, and I was their favorite at the time. So they were literally sending all of their models and talent to me. So that just filled up my books really, really fast. Um, But at the same time, I was also shooting for my passion. You know, I was doing test shoots on the weekends and you know, if I was interested in beauty, I would line up a beauty shoot. So I was constantly working <laughs> like 24-7 to build my book to what I wanted to shoot and what I was passionate about. Yeah, that's and so at the smart. Same time, <laughs> yeah, at the same time, the agencies were busy giving me people too. A lot going on all at once. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, and I want people to really let that sink in that when someone has a gorgeous portfolio, it doesn't, it doesn't just happen overnight. Like it mm-hmm. takes a lot of work to truly build something and and everyone has different life circumstances. So, you know, maybe someone who has, you know, five kids who are all in sports and has another job and, you know, and is trying to build their portfolio, it's going to happen more slowly, mm-hmm. you know, but if you have the time to really throw at it, like when I first started, when I was building my portfolio, I was a full-time school social worker, but I didn't have any kids. I, you know, I lived in a, in a new city where I didn't have a lot of friends. So I was just like, who can I shoot? When can I do another mm-hmm. photo shoot? Like constant. And it sounds like maybe you were kind of like that too, just really getting it, like getting it mm-hmm. going. Yeah. And it was exciting at the time too. And I always tell beginner photographers that when you are starting out, this is a really fun time <laughs> because you mm-hmm. can be more creative. You can do test shoots. There's way less pressure on you. Yes. It's not even about the sales at that point. It's just about experimenting 
you know, trying out different lighting, see what you like, see what resonates with you. So it it can be a really fun time. And sometimes I miss it. Um, I still do some test shoots um, once a year, you know, maybe one or two. Um, Usually if I'm going on vacation, I'll line up a shoot because why not? (laughs) It's a beautiful Mm -hmm. area, you know, and I'll sync up with makeup artists and models and, you know, we'll do a whole day of it. But yeah, I always try to encourage beginners, you know, now's the time to experiment and find your passion and just taking the time to do that. You have no idea the doors that will open for you because of that. It's so true. And like you said, practicing and trying out new light and just different things. Like I've had people say, where do I put like my backdrops in my studio or where do I put the light? And it's like, you Mm -hmm. have got to, like, I can look at your space and a picture and tell you where, where I would start and try. But if you're not in there moving, you know, your models or your subjects, your dog, I don't care if it's your partner, you know, whoever, moving them around and Mm -hmm. testing that light in all different spots, you're never really going to understand the light. And you're Mm -hmm. never going to find your like, like you said, what you're passionate about and just what lights you up. Oh my God, that's such a bad Mm -hmm. pun, but you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Okay. So fast forward, you start getting clients. And I know you said you had some referrals from before. Did you do any other type of marketing that was really getting people in the door that didn't involve what you had been doing before? Um, I feel like whenever I did switch gears to go into more portrait-based work, I did have to set up my marketing a little bit more. And that really came into play with creating the second website. So I did have my kaylaspiker.com website, which is still up and running. It's a little outdated, I'll be honest. (laughs) But that website does have all of my fashion work. So when people come there, I want to get hired by, you know, a company to shoot their campaign, for example. And I have gotten work like that. So it is working in that way. But I was getting a lot of feedback from potential clients that when they went to that website and they saw all these beautiful models that it didn't feel like them, you know, they Mm -hmm. weren't even sure if I would photograph someone that isn't a model. And I didn't want that intimidation to come across. That's, you know, the the last thing that I want to happen. I want to photograph anyone. I don't care who you are. Um, So I decided to create the second website, which is KaylaSpikerPortraits.com, which features my portrait work. So I feel like um, getting that website up and running was super helpful and then building the SEO for that so that it would show up in Google because I've had that other website for many, many years. It always shows up at the top, but now I want the other one to be more in the forefront. So I'm constantly doing a lot of work on the back end with SEO and Google to have people see that one a little bit more. Okay. So it sounds like you're doing a combination of, of things and... Yeah. And the SEO and the Google. What do you do with Google? So I do a lot of work mostly on my website. So on Squarespace, there's different things that you can do on the back end um, with SEO. So there's like alt tags and metadata. It gets a little technical there. Um, I also use like Pinterest and (laughs) um, I might like hire an SEO um, professional like once a year just to keep everything updated. So there's backlinks and all of that. But I do find a lot of my leads come through Google. So I feel like what I'm doing is working. It's just, you know, it takes a lot of time. Um, I don't do as much like 
in-person net review events. I don't get out as much, although I know I should be doing that. And I do have a lot of folks still finding me through Instagram and Facebook. I created a Facebook group. So there is some traffic coming through there as well. Is the SEO stuff something you do yourself or do you hire it out? A little bit of both. Um, So I do the maintenance myself whenever I'm uploading content to the website. So I'll make sure that, you know, the file name has certain keywords in it, or I might Mm -hmm. write a blog post and keyword that too. And then I've used Fiverr.com. It's like a freelancer website to find SEO professionals where they can take it a step further and do backlinks and things like that. So it's kind of a combination of both. Um, During the pandemic is when I really focused on the SEO part of things. Because I'm like, well, if I can't work right now, I at least want people to see my website and know that I'm out there. (laughs) Yeah, that's really smart. Now, okay, I want to talk a little bit about how you incorporate fashion into your just kind of everyday portraits. And and one quick Mm -hmm. side note is one of my clients who ended up being one of my best clients and and dear friends, she said the same thing to me before she hired me. She was like, Nikki, you can't, you can't photograph me. And I was like, why? She's like, well, I'm not a model. And I was like, oh my God, Nikki, her name's Nikki too. I'm like, I don't photograph models. Do you really think that? Like what? So that's when I started showing before and afters and that sort of thing, just to try, you know, make it apparent that no, not models. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and not that I, I don't, my work is not fashion influenced and you know, really not, not at all. But anyway, so yeah, it's important to to make people feel like they can see themselves in your photos, I guess, mm-hmm. is where I was going Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I feel like I attract kind of two different types of people in that regard for fashion. So one of them might be a personal branding client where they don't know anything about fashion. <laughs> um, and they might have, you know, I, I get a lot of people that have like the Zoom outfit, right? So the sweatpants mm-hmm. and like a nice top for Zoom. And they're like, I haven't dressed up in years. And they're totally not sure where to go with that. And then on the other hand, I also get the couture client that wants the glam. They want all the bells and whistles. And for them, I do have a studio wardrobe. So I do have gowns, dresses, jewelry, the full nine yards for them. But when I work with my personal branding clients, we always start with what's called a pre-shoot consultation. So We'll do that about two weeks prior to the photo shoot. I get to sit down with them, meet them face to face. And we do talk a lot about clothing. Um, So I welcome them to bring their clothes to my studio if they're struggling and they need help styling and putting together outfits. Uh, But we also do look at Pinterest where I can give them some ideas, some things to shop for if they want to go shopping and help them style that way. Awesome. Then my couture clients, they can come in and try on the (laughs) gowns and dresses and you know, I usually try to get family portraits out of that too. And we'll shoot up to five outfits for my full portrait session. So it's a nice variety. And I always try to tell them, you know, I want to capture all your different personality traits and all the different parts of you that make you you. And we can do that through outfits. Okay. So you have your couture shoots and that is... Is that kind of like a more elevated experience compared to your personal branding? I would say they're both pretty elevated, about the same level. I mean, the couture, you know, we're getting a little bit more fancy in the way that I photograph them. I feel like it's a little bit more fine art. Okay, got it. Luxury, that type of thing. But they both get the same treatment as far as 
the session experience. So they both get the pre-shoot consultation, a full day photo shoot, and then the order and reveal session separately. And if my branding clients want to cross over and do some couture, you know, put on a big gown or do a boudoir or bring in family, I always encourage that too, because the more variety that I can create for people, the more images I end up selling after the fact. Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. I, I know someone out there is wondering, like, how do they get the family to come in too? Like, how do you just just really quickly? How do you mm-hmm. encourage you know the yeah. family to be incorporated? Yeah. So for my tour, tour clients, I tell them that they're going to be dolled up and hair and makeup and looking and feeling beautiful. So while they're there, might as well get updated family portraits. You know, I always ask them, when's the last time you've had family portraits? or even couple portraits, or pets, or bring in mom, you know, just giving them ideas of what's possible. And I tell them, we have the whole day dedicated to you. Um, So there is room and flexibility to crush genres and, you know, make more out of this experience for you. I kind of tell them, you get more bang for your buck, you know, so if your husband needs new headshots, bring them in, let's get it done while everybody's here. Um, and then for my branding clients, yeah, I give them the same kind of pitch, but then I also focus it towards branding and tell them, you know, if you are showing some more personal aspects of your life, you know, that you, you might be a mom or you have this awesome dog or whatever, you're showing more personal insight of who you are and what you're passionate about to your audience. And in turn, that makes people feel like they can like, know, and trust you a little bit more. So the family portraits are so important for personal reasons, but they can also be really helpful from a business perspective too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I, I know you said, you know, the couture is a little bit more, you know, elegant, that sort of thing, but how do you, other than clothing, how do you bring that fashion influence into your shoots? Like, do you do it through lighting, posing? You know, how do you bring that in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I really do approach couture almost like I'm approaching a fashion editorial shoot when I work with models or for a magazine. So I like to get a feel during the consultation for what they're passionate about. So I'll have them look at my studio wardrobe and my gowns and dresses. We'll also look at my website, see what is on there that they resonate with. And if they're not sure, that's totally fine too. I can kind of throw out ideas of how I think they would look beautiful being photographed and what color schemes, dresses, and all of that. Um, Another thing that goes into my couture shoots is wall art, which is a big one. We have the wall art conversation during their initial phone call and again at the pre-shoot consultation. And what I want to do with my wall art sales is really paint the picture of what is possible before we even get to the photo shoot. So I'm talking to them about the interior of their home, what style and vibe that they have, you know, do they have hardwoods? Is it more modern and sleek and white? Is it rustic farmhouse? You know, what is their vibe and Mm -hmm. style? Um, Because I want to create wall art that reflects that at the day of the shoot and also have their portraits kind of match their decor style as well. So surprisingly enough, wall art comes into play a lot whenever we're talking about fashion and styling and and how they're going to dress. Okay. That's smart. Definitely. Yeah. I like, you know, it's almost like you're just pre-selling the wall art, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, putting it into their yeah. brain ahead of time. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. I love that. Okay. Now, another thing I notice is that you do kind of these like headshot marathons. And I'm wondering if you can talk us, talk us through that a little bit. And also, do you ever convert the kind of marathon, you know, mini shoot 
over to full full shoot. So let's Mm kind of talk through that. Yeah. So for a long time, I'll be honest, I resisted the idea of doing minis. I just hated Mm -hmm. the word and I felt Mm -hmm. like it really kind of like devalued the brand in a way. But at the same time, you know, my background is shooting model and talent portfolios and I still get a million of those leads coming in the door. And I felt like, you know, now my brand is really elevated. I'm getting these really high average sales and the model talent world is just on a whole other planet. You know, it's very low budget. (laughs) It's a lot of uh, college students and, you know, people just starting out, which is fine. But I decided to bring in the mini headshots as a place for these people to land. I still feel like I'm one of the highest headshot photographers in my city price-wise, but I still wanted to have an outlet for them. Yes, you can work with me. The mini day is great if you're more budget conscious but I'm still going to knock your socks off and provide a great experience for you. So it really was a way to, to have an outlet for these model talent leads. But I also feel like my personal branding clients kind of land there sometimes too. Um, I might be talking to someone that is just starting out with their business and they don't have the big budget to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a full branding shoot, but they, they need good headshots and they want to get their foot in the door. So having these mini days has been really, really great for both of those types of genres. And I am seeing them cross over to full shoots. You know, they, they get in, they love the experience. And they're like, oh my gosh, we want to bring the family in next time. We want to do the full branding session. Like a light bulb goes off and it just clicks with them. So I've been really happy with it. Um, this has been the first year that I've offered mini sessions every single month. And they always book up and they're great averages. It's it's really been good for my business. So I'm glad I I um, kind of went past the idea of minis are bad and just went with it. It's been wonderful. Yeah. Now, what do you what do you charge for your mini sessions? And and like so if you is it just over one day? Yeah, so it is one day a month. It's always usually on a Friday. I try for Fridays because most people can get off work or do a half day of work. And the session fee is $390 plus tax. That includes two images right off the bat. We do professional makeup, but I don't provide hairstyling for them. So if they really want all the bells and whistles, I tell them you can get that in a full shoot. For example, like a full branding shoot includes both professional hair and makeup. Um, But they're still getting makeup. So they're still getting that, you know, luxury treatment there. And then images are valued at $250 each. And for mini days, I discount them down and sell them at $190 each plus tax. And then we also have a shoot day special for them where they can buy three images and get one free. And if they want to double up on that special and buy three, get one free a couple times, they get like 20 images or what have you, we'll do that too. So, you know, nine times out of 10, they are taking advantage of the shoot day special because we photograph three outfits for them and I'm giving them a ton of variety. We're shooting headshots, three quarter, sitting, standing, you know, all the things that we can possibly do for them. I talk about that so much, like throughout my courses about how variety is so important. Like you sell more when you have Mm -hmm. more variety and you can do that with composition, outfits, different backdrops, like just keep mixing it up. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I love that. I love that. Now, you know, for each month, do you know off the top of your head kind of what your average marathon day, what you're pocketing money-wise? 
Yeah, I would say it's usually between, I would say like 2000 on the very, very low end if I don't have a lot of people spending, but I've also made up to 6000 in one day. And I oh, only photographed four people. <laughs> so yeah, with just four great. people, that's, that's really not bad. But I feel like maybe in the average pocket, it's about in the $3,000 range is where it falls. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's an, for one day of work. Hey, can't beat it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, very mm-hmm. cool. All right. So I want to talk a little bit about your shooting space because I know something that was interesting to me is you you had moved from, you used to shoot into, in a studio into now you're shooting out of your home. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I had a um, storefront commercial space for six years and it was a great place to be for that amount of time, you know, in a kind of small town close to the city, high ceilings. And that was really where I went full time and just had the studio and made a go of it. And then after paying rent for so long, I kind of got discouraged because I felt like I needed a bigger space. I just outgrew it and I wanted to customize the space to fit my needs. There's only so much you can do, you know, in a commercial lease. So after that, I looked everywhere under the sun. I was looking at purchasing commercial buildings, purchasing a building that was kind of like a live-work type of situation where there might be apartments on top and a commercial space on the bottom. And I was also looking at homes to purchase that were zoned appropriately where you could still run a business out of. Yeah, yeah, that gets tricky. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So after like four years of looking at all these places and seeing the market, the housing market get worse and worse and worse. Um, I finally landed on a house. We had looked at my boyfriend and I, we had looked at like German dance halls, churches, like you name it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We were looking at everywhere. And we finally landed on a house that does allow you to run a business out of it. Even have a couple employees. You can park in the street. It's very flexible where we're at in this location. So I just made the move this year and I finally have my studio up and running here. It's amazing. Um, We converted the living room into my shooting space. So it has tall ceilings, you know, floor to ceiling windows and the layout of the house works out really well because it is fairly separated. You know, I live on the left and then my business is on all the right side. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. And then... I I wish, like, give us a visual. Is it still, you know, a storefront looking space or is it totally look residential? And yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah, so it's totally residential. (laughs) Um, So I live in a housing neighborhood and, you know, it's not like a, a plan per se. All the houses in the neighborhood are kind of built at different times. So my house in particular is a mid century modern. So it's, got that kind of big, more open floor plan. And when they pull up, they come down the driveway, (laughs) we flag them down, show them where to park, bring their stuff in. And when they walk in the door, straight ahead is the studio. And then upstairs to the right is where we have the glam room, we call it. So that's where we do hair and makeup. It's kind of a dual purpose vanity makeup room. And then we also have gowns and dresses in there and then a spot for them to change. And then overlooking my studio space is a balcony. So the balcony is great because there's seating there. So like mom and dad or whoever can, you know, just sit up there and perch and watch the shoot below. And there's coffee yeah, that's up there, great. a little coffee station. 
So it, it's, it works out really nice. And I do a lot with personal branding clients anyway, and they always want the look and feel of a home. So I've done fitness and we've used the kitchen to show meal prep. You know, I've done realtors and we use the front door. So it's really come in handy in more ways than I would, would have even imagined um, to shoot in a home-like setting. Yeah. I was looking back at some of my old studios. I've had a bunch of different studios. And my very favorite studio that I had was a live workspace. And mm-hmm. I, lo- oh, I loved it so much. I mean, it had just huge windows, like floor to ceiling. It had the full kitchen. It had a nice. separate bedroom where people could change. You know, it was so great. But like mm-hmm. you said, there was there was these additional spaces because it was in this this space in particular was in like a a building, even though I was on the first floor, but they had a rooftop. Mm-hmm. Like I just had all these different places that I could shoot in there and I loved it. Such, it was so cool. I didn't yeah. live there. I, it, you know, it was just my makeup artist and I got it together. We didn't technically live there, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And then you don't have to commute. <laughs> exactly. My commute is literally, I walk down the steps. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about pricing for your other shoots, like your couture and, you know, when you include family and, you know, bringing in dad for headshots and all of that. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So for my full, I call them my full sessions and that could mean personal branding, couture, senior portraits, what have you. They are priced at $590 plus tax and that would be the session fee. So that includes my time and talent, my team, the consultation, the whole experience and images are priced separately outside of that. If they do want to add on additional people to the shoot with hair and makeup, we charge an additional $200 a person for that. Sometimes they just bring in their husband at the end and he doesn't need makeup. So we don't charge extra for that. But again, I'm always trying to get more people included in the session to increase that variety, increase the sales. Mm-hmm. And then as far as pricing goes, images, are, I say images are valued at $250 each but we have what are called value priced collection packages. So essentially the more images they get, the more they save per image. And I do tell them on the phone that most of my clients that do a full shoot are getting 25 images or more because we are shooting up to five outfits. Um, We might bring in the family. There's just a lot of variety that we're creating for them. Um, So I try to get that in their mind (laughs) that they are gonna get 25 or more. And I can break down the pricing structure for those collections as well. So our 25 image collection is $36.90. We have a 16 image collection for $28.90. And then a little baby starter collection of eight images, which I honestly never sell, (laughs) for $17.90. And then if they're over 25 images, they can add on an additional 10 pack of images for only $8.90. So that will get them up to 35, 45, 55, you know, however many they end up landing on there. Awesome. And does any of that come with print products or those are completely separate? Yeah. So for my branding clients, I include the digitals with kind of like the commercial rights to print. So I don't include any products for my personal branding clients, but the option to purchase wall art and everything else is still available to them if they want. Um, But they do get a pricing guide that includes, you know, those collections as digitals. And then For my portrait clients, I kind of word it like you get a product complimentary with your collection. Um, So it's still the same exact pricing, 
They can get a 25 image album for $36.90. They can get a folio box, the same price, $36.90. Um, they're just getting that added product with it. Awesome. So that's kind of a way I differentiate between the two. Branding gets the digital commercial rights, and then my portrait client gets the physical product along with it. Do you know what your average sale is for that, for the just overall for that? For the branding or the couture? Uh, couture, sorry. For couture, I'm looking up on my sheet here. <laughs> um, so okay. for this year, it's 6,000. 6, oh, wow. That's great. Very cool. Yeah. And then that's branding a really is just nice a little average. bit under that. Thank you. My branding is around 5,000. Awesome. That's, a, that's fantastic. Very cool. And it, I'm wondering, do you find that, you know, having your own portrait business in this way is more lucrative than working in the fashion world? Yes. <laughs> as much as I love the fashion world, I feel like the best way to make money in fashion is to shoot for the big campaigns, you know, like really being a true commercial photographer and going after the beauty and fashion companies to shoot campaigns. So in Pittsburgh, it's a little hard. You know, I have done some campaign work here. We're just not a huge fashion city, but I have tried to take advantage of the opportunities that are here. I just feel that marketing and all of that is just totally different <laughs> in the portrait world. And what I love about like Sue Bryce and the portrait system and all of that is they really create a, a path for you. And if you follow the path and do all the steps, like all of this is so attainable. And I just love the ease of, you know, implementing all the different things and then gaining portrait clients. It really doesn't matter where you are to shoot portrait, but for fashion, I feel like, you know, New York, LA, the bigger mm -hmm. cities like that, um, you'll definitely have a better go at it, but it is more of the commercial world versus the portrait world. Yeah, that definitely makes a difference for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I, I know you said, it, you know, it sounds like you must upsell quite a bit of wall art, or I guess, it, you know, it could be adding on digitals or whatever, but what products do you use for wall art or just like printed products in general? So for wall art, I use FrameSuite. They are kind of a newer wall art system and they're in the beta. I'm not sure if they're out of that now. But they're just incredible. You can do canvas, metals, um, and everything comes framed and ready to go. And the way you do the ordering software is it's all priced according to the outside dimension of the piece. And there's a preview system where you can show the art on the client's wall to scale. And it's just so easy to use. So I do really enjoy that company for my wall art specifically. And then for my prints, for example, if I'm doing the folio box with my matted prints inside, I use Miller's Lab for them. I love that they have two-day shipping and the color has always been spot on for my work. So they're my go-to for the smaller photographic prints. What do you sell most of? Oh, man, I feel like it's a really good tie between the folio box and the album. So those are my two hot sellers. You know, that is the 25 image collection, which I'm always trying to push on people. And then for folks that want and love a lot of images, I tend to sell them more towards the album because a hundred matted portraits in a folio box is kind of overwhelming. Right. So I do try to steer people. And heavy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so the album format, it works really well with seniors. 
as well. It just kind of tells the story of the day. But for people that don't love the album, you know, maybe they already have one from their wedding and they're over it. The folio box is a really great way to go because it's a true all-in-one product. I have the kind that have the portrait on the front. So it looks like a framed portrait in a window box formation. So they can stand it up on their shelf or lay it flat on a coffee table. They can gift their prints to friend and family or keep them for themselves and frame them. You know, it's such a versatile product. So I feel like I don't get a lot of people that don't love <laughs> the folio box as well. Got it. And then do you just keep samples around the studio? I do. Yep. I have a yeah. couple of samples of both options, the album and the folio box. Okay, awesome. And then as far as your viewings go, do people come back to the studio to see their photos? Do you do it online, digitally? How does that work? Yeah, so we do have people come back to the studio for their order and reveal appointment. We typically have that one to two weeks after the photo shoots. And what happens in between the shoot and the ordering appointment is my team will go through all the images and we really narrow them down to the best of the best. So it usually lands around 200 images, which I feel like for some photographers, that seems like a lot. Um, But I have had people order 100 images. So I try not to narrow them down, you know, too much. I still want to show them the variety. And when they come in to see the images, they are not retouched. We don't do printed reveals. Everything is digital. And I use Lightroom as my system to show them the images which is really convenient because if they want to see what it looks like cropped or black and white or what have you, I can do that really quickly through Lightroom and it makes it really easy. I use Lightroom too with part of my viewing. I love it. So easy. And even like the starring system and, and there might be Mm -hmm. other programs that are, you know, just as great, but I like, I like being able to mark it by color or star or, you know, I have Mm -hmm. my system, like if they want an additional edit, I mark it with two stars. And if they really love it, it's green. If they're not sure it's yellow, you know, like I have my Mm -hmm. system too. It's awesome. Very cool. Well, this is really great. Do you ever see yourself kind of going back into the whole fashion world or you think you're going to stick with where you're at? Um, I don't know. I feel really good with where I'm at (laughs) because I feel that I can still fulfill my fashion need by shooting my test shoots like once or twice a year. So for example, I just went to Milan this summer for a family vacation and I did this amazing editorial style shoot. I brought in outfits. We shot two models. I had a makeup artist and I just love those images and that fulfilled my fashion need for the year. (laughs) And then next year, I'm going to attend a workshop. Yeah, I'll do a workshop in Cape Town, Africa, and they supply everything for us. They're going to supply the model and the makeup artist and kind of tour us around. And I'll be shooting fashion editorials type of work there too. Um, So I feel like it's a treat for myself. (laughs) Um, You know, I'll do it once or twice a year, create just this awesome body of work. and you know, that's enough. And then I feel like for my portraits, I'm able to make a living out of that. And I still enjoy it. And I'm still attracting the type of people that do enjoy that fashion work as well. Fantastic. Yeah, that's great. I know it's, it's like my bread and butter as far as, you know, for the last however many years has been personal branding, but I love shooting outdoors so much. And so I try to do Mm -hmm. it as much as I can to, you know, get that, you know, just get that like creative part of me 
fulfilled. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. It's important. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing all of this with me. I do have uh, a couple other questions for you. Awesome. And one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Ooh, probably coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, water and coffee. You got to stay hydrated, but I also live on caffeine. So. <laughs> yeah, probably those two things. And then more seriously, I always work with a photo assistant now. Um, so just having an extra set of hands, I feel that it's just like crucial to all my shoots now. Um, I feel like it also helps elevate the client experience as well. I have my assistant help steam their clothes, bring bring everything in when they get out of the car, you know, ask them if they need coffee, water, or tea, um, help with looking at the set and, you know, moving a piece of hair that might be in a way or, you know, doing a dress toss. So having that photo assistant there, I think is really important for me at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working? Ooh, <laughs> what time? Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm constantly working as a business owner. So trying to work on that, you know, personal work-life balance. But I do enjoy the outdoors. Um, you know, I grew up with a horse, so I love horseback riding, hiking. Um, I do a little bit of rock climbing and skiing also spending time with family and friends when I can. Um, all of that is super important to me. Awesome. All right. Number three is what is your favorite inspirational quote? Yeah, I feel like for me, it's not necessarily a quote, but getting started with my business and the push that I really needed was listening to Sue Bryce's talk on self-value. Mm-hmm. And that was just such a game changer for me because everything in my mind just made a shift and told me that it is possible and nobody else is going to make this happen except for myself. And, you know, hearing her words of wisdom, it's just so emotional and beautiful. And I was like, Oh man, like another powerful woman doing the dang thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I feel like that whole video of, on her self value talk is really the best motivation that I've ever had in this journey. Fantastic. Oh, so great. I love her self-value stuff, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then last question is, what would you tell people who are just starting out? For people just starting out, I would say to learn as much as you can. Education has been so fundamental to me. And mm-hmm. I've kind of become like, I don't know, I'm just like addicted to education and business there's so many great resources out there and you can truly learn about anything. So definitely look into the portrait system and Sue Bryce's education, all of that and take it one day at a time. I feel like when we look at things from a bigger picture, it can be very overwhelming because there's a lot that goes into business and learning. But if you take it one day at a time, one step at a time and you will grow over time and just kind of trust the process, put the work in constantly experiment and see what fuels and drives your passion. Because when you're inspired and passionate, your clients will see that too. And that's the one thing that's going to separate you from other photographers that might work in your genre. So keep fueling that fire. (laughs) Yep. I love it. That's great advice. Awesome. And where can people find you online? I know you mentioned a couple websites, but go ahead and say them again and 
Absolutely. Yeah. So my website is kaylaspikerportraits.com and that one is more portrait oriented. My other website that is more fashion and editorial is kaylaspiker.com. And I am also on Instagram as Kayla underscore Spiker, where you can see more of my portfolio work there too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kayla, for being here. And um, yeah, this has been really great. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nikki, for your time. And I've been such a big fan of the Portrait System podcast. So it's been a true honor and a treat to be here today. Thank you. Oh, that's so awesome. Very cool. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.